Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Hey there. How's it going? It's going good today. It's Friday. Yes. We love Fridays. Mm-hmm. For it's sure. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I wanted to share. Um, the Lord gave me another word. Ooh, I love that. And this word has come up in counseling, but um, he just woke me up out of my sleep. Wait, don't. I don't want you to say it yet. Why? Is it... Um, Is it one of these words? Is it, is it prepare or knowledge? No. No. Okay. Okay. Um, so I woke up and I heard, um, and I, I think he, at least I'm, I'm asking him about this. I'm reflecting on myself. Is he asking me this question or is it a general? And I think it's really a general for everyone question. Um, so it's not just a word, it's a for question. Me, like, yes. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's, he, I woke up and he said, are you really all in? Oh yeah. All in. All in is the word that has been coming up in counseling all week. Yeah. All in. And okay. he said, you won't survive if you're not. Yes. And I looked at the clock. It was 12.11. And you know that that's my number. Mm-hmm. So I did obediently woke up, wrote it down, laid back down, and I was reflecting on it. And I was just putting all the words that he has been giving me lately together, and it formed this. Accelerate all in. Uh-huh. I'm coming quickly. Yes. I was like, Wow. I could feel it's so that truth. It is. I see it happening. Yeah, because I've just been telling people, you know, you gotta be all in. There's no more time. Just be all in. Yes, you know, dive no more, all in. No more time. <laughs> just that's what I've been telling people is there is no more in. time. It's now. Yeah. That's yeah, which means why he's saying accelerate. Like we clearly see things in the world accelerating and things with the Holy Spirit accelerating um but i think the biggest warning is that you can't because things are accelerating in the world and with the holy spirit you got to be right on that train with it like yeah you can't be like one toe in no you know you can't no because the enemy is so as we're on this series so blatant in your face that you you can't afford to just be a little bit in or no, no you know can't afford to just have uh um you know go to church on sunday not and anymore not, no. you can't yeah it's it it might have worked before because we had time to like for you to develop that slow relationship um, but now it's like god no. is saying get in there yeah and he's saying that because he loves us yes 
He's he's not saying that to as a threat. No, it's not. He's a not threat. saying that to put fear in us. He's saying nope. that because he loves us. No different than us telling our kids something like, "Hey, you really need to get on doing that because you know, yes. it can change the whole trajectory of your future." Uh huh. You know, no different than than a parent prodding out of love to right. their child to, "Hey, let's 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 move forward." I um, listened to something from Pastor Jack Hibbs, and uh, it was this morning. I was listening to a video, and he said, he said, even in the last three months, things have been happening so quickly. And I just said this to somebody yesterday that... um, and I didn't even listen to his video, so it must be felt across the board, mm. but it just feels like things are moving so very, very fast right now, mm-hmm. um, especially with all of the ugliness that is happening, mm-hmm. that we have to be all in. Yeah. We have to, like, if you don't know what you're doing, you better... You better Ask somebody and, you get know. Get help, figure it out. Get help. Do whatever you need to do. Listen, we'll take a phone call and yeah. we'll tell you how to get into your word um, or send us an email. Or, you know, I mean, there's. I'm sure we did a podcast on it. I'm sure you know? we did. I mean, we say this all the time about getting in your word and really understanding the Lord because the time is now and you're going to miss it. And I think... One of the biggest things is that God is, you have to remember everything that Christ did on the cross and why he had to do that. He had to do that because the God we serve is a holy God and there was no access to him. I mean, you look in Old Testament, they they didn't have access. The the priests went in the tabernacle of the synagogue and he had a rope tied to him because in the holy of holies in the holy of holies because as he got near some didn't make it out and so they had to drag him by the rope. body out yeah so christ had to do what he did for us so that we would have access to god yeah, yeah. but we cannot allow as we're talking about the enemy to continue to torment and you can't don't wrestle with him anymore. Like right. stop entertaining, wrestling with him and be done with the lies and the messages yes. and the torment. Like that's what God is saying. Like you need to be all in with me. Stop messing around yeah. with the enemy and allowing him to like hold. Like it's literally like some people are just being held down. Like this enemy's yeah. hand is upon them and just like pressing them down to the yeah. ground. Yeah. And it's you you have to get that righteous anger towards the enemy and just stand oh, absolutely. up. But again, as we're gonna go in deeper, we we can't do that with our own power. Like you No, you gotta have Holy Spirit's power. You gotta be in right relationship with the Lord or it's not gonna work. Right. You're gonna you're gonna keep going in circles. Yep. And going in circles and and it's going to wear you out Mm -hmm. and you're either going to give in to what the enemy's lying to you Mm -hmm. that this is what it is yeah it's not going to get any better right just live with it yeah um this again that that is a lie yeah and 
you know, why would you want to believe that? Like, why, why just well, like, settle with that? I told a client today, you have a choice, and it's to either continue to open the doors up to the enemy and serve him, mm -hmm. or shut the doors, get righteously angered, Mm -hmm. and serve God mm -hmm. you, that that's the only choice you have right and so if you choose having a relationship with God because it's all about a relationship then man you got to dig in deeper and if you're struggling with uh, I'm not understanding uh, I, I, I try to read the word and nothing I'm not getting anything or feeling anything ask him Lord what's the barrier what, yeah. what 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 yeah, because is, is you it? Know are, what? are you unrepentant of something is because you have to remember god hasn't changed he's still holy even though yeah. jesus died on the cross yeah. and made a way with him he is still very very holy so if we're that could be the barrier that the enemy's using to have to where we we can't feel god's presence we can't hear him we can't understand scripture so ask the ask god what is the barrier but you know what, something that came to mind is, because I know a lot of people say that, what you just said yeah. about, you know, I sit down, I read my Bible, and I don't get anything out of it. Well, here's where the enemy can use the Bible. You may not have the right Bible to understand. Maybe you need a study Bible to help you interpret what some of the scriptures are saying, mm -hmm. you know? Get the right Bible that works for you that you're going to stay in it. Mm -hmm. Right. True. That's a good point. Mm. But I think we uh, we also hold on to stuff that God we is shouldn't. saying. God is saying, look, it's your part to, yeah. to get rid of, to ask me to take that away. We may not be able to get rid of that. But he wants us to come to him and recognize that as, as, a, as a father wants a child to learn. I don't think we could do it on our own, Nay. No, we can't. So I think we to, have to go to the Lord and, and so ask, ask for that him, help. Lord, am I, is there some barrier up that I, I, I haven't recognized that's causing me to not feel you or have a relationship with you? Like, reveal it to me. Like, Take the scales off my eyes. Yeah, just, he's a loving God. What about I, unforgiveness, too? Oh, that's a huge one. Yeah. I think that's the root of a lot oh, of yeah. people's bondages. Um, yeah is unforgiveness yeah i mean that's why jesus preached it so much yeah and we've said that before it's do you have any unforgiveness for anyone mm -hmm. because what's really again and we we did a podcast on that when you are holding on to unforgiveness you're retaining that and you're also retaining a, the barrier in that other person's life yeah for holy spirit to work so you're not only Stopping. ruining your relationship with Christ and Holy Spirit. You're ruining the person's ability also to have right relationship with Christ by retaining and holding on to that unforgiveness. Yeah. That's that's a huge thing. I wouldn't want that on my shoulders going before the Lord. No way. Don't own that. Yeah. I mean, we really got to take it serious. And if you have to forgive yourself and you can't, you have to ask the Lord, help me to forgive myself or whoever it was that hurt you. Um, like I told a client, if you're not going to forgive yourself, why did Jesus die on the cross then to forgive your sins? He forgave you, but he needs you to come to him and repent 
But if you can't, you, if you can't forgive yourself, I mean, that makes no sense. The Lord forgave you. Yeah, Christ didn't pick and choose whose sins he was forgiving. Uh-uh. A it sin was everyone. is a sin and a sin is a sin. It, it's all it, the same. Literally, and it's sins for the future sins. <laughs> I mean, he died for past, present, and future. Here's another thought, too. You know, there's scripture in the Bible about the sins of the Father. Okay. Uh, you mean like the earthly father? Yes, okay. earthly father. Okay. Yeah, not yeah, yeah, not yeah. not God. It just sounded weird when you said no, that. No, the we were sins about of the Jesus. Uh, of the father. So the sins of the earthly father. Yeah. You know, those could pass down from generation to generation. Do you want to be the one, either in your sin that keeps it keeps it rolling from generation to generation? Yeah, that's come up in counseling. Yeah. Just stop for a second and look at patterns. Yeah. That's it. I go, because the enemy's not that smart. No. But he is smart enough to use stuff that works. Well, he, use it o he uses it over and over yeah, again. because it works. I mean, that's I mean, not too brilliant if you ask me. Why would you not do that? Yeah. So we need to recognize those things. Yeah, we don't want to give like a lot of credence to the enemy, but we have to be aware of the enemy and spiritual warfare and... You know, what is he doing so we could combat that? Right. God exactly. gives us all of the tools, right? Yes, he does. Um, which we're going to point out. Where do you want to start? Let's just start with the prerequisites. Okay. Because there are some prerequisites. Those are That's a hard word to say. Yeah. Um, before we actually put on the armor of God and um, then we'll talk to you about that because there is something that we learned about the armor of God um, that I think is really important. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, the prerequisites. And again, we, we are looking at this book by Rick Renner, and it's called Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. It's a really, really great book. It so is. we very, suggest you get it. Very, very um, powerful. Uh-huh. So, um, should we read the scripture and then point out the each prerequisite? Yeah, we can. Ephesians four twenty-five. Yeah, it's twenty-five through thirty-one. Mm-hmm. You want me to read it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, just to give a little background, um, in Ephesians four, it talks about the unity of the body, and the scripture verses before that was talking about the um, old life and new life. So then in verse 25, it's talking about rules for the new life. It says, therefore, so what was read in 17, you can go back and read that when you, when you can. It's saying, because of what was read in there, therefore, putting away lying, let every man speak truthfully with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not give place to the devil. Let him who steals steal no more. Instead, let him labor, working with his hands things which are good, that he may have something to share with him who is in need. Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good for building up, that it may give grace to the listeners. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, in whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, outburst, 
and blasphemies with all malice be taken away from you. So let's break down each of these things that need to be taken care of before you can even put on armor. So in verse 25, it says, put away lying. Yeah. Put away lying. What are you lying about? What's, what's your uh, white lie you just told? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Your boss, your husband, your wife, your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. Just yeah. put, put away lying. Stop like, no it. More lying. Just stop it. Yeah. Um, number two is speak truth with your neighbor. Oh yeah. Um, do I don't have my other Bible out. Let's see if there's any commentary on as we go through this, but. Um, well, it means uh, having you put away falsehood. Okay. Believers are to tell the truth. Truth is conforming one's words to reality. Okay, get that. Truth is conforming one's words to reality. The reason for this exhortation is that believers are all members of one another in Christ's body, the church. So we... Uh, we got to be truthful. We got to speak God's words, truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number three is be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Oh yeah. The commentate the commentators say this: while believers may at times be legitimately angry, mm -hmm. that's with righteous anger against sin. Such sin is to keep short accounts. So dealing with the anger before the sun goes down. The reason is that the devil would like to intensify yeah. a Christian's righteous anger against sin, causing it to become sin itself, uh -huh. right? Um, this then gives the devil a foothold, Ooh. an opportunity for leading that Christian into further sin mm -hmm. then anger begins to control the believer rather than the believer controlling his anger right i think that's huge this is huge because sadly and this is so important because even as we're going through this people can't they may be struggling like and this may like what we were talking about in the beginning of this podcast this could be some of some people's issues when they're sitting down reading the word and they're trying to pray and they're trying to hear the Holy Spirit, but they have maybe some underlying things that are in the way as yeah. barriers to be able to hear from the Lord. Right. Like you can't have a, a lying mouth. You can't not speak truth. You can't be angry to where it turns into sin mm -hmm. and then expect to hear from the hear Lord from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so true. That's very big. Give no place to the devil. That's kind of like those open doors, right? Right, and it's, again, giving the the devil a foothold. Yeah. Um, so then you, you, sin, you start sinning. Right. See, the, the devil has to have a way in. Yeah. It's usually through your mind. Yeah, he has to have... Uh, kind of like an invitation without you even knowing it you're inviting him yeah if you open a door he can't you, just you've done send an invitation yeah 
Yeah, he, he, he can always be there to attack and torment, but for him to really affect you, he has to have that open doorway. Right, right. Yeah. So got to be careful with so that. So be conscious of what you're doing, like who, who you're hanging around with, what kind of things you're bringing in your home, what kind of things you're watching, any kind of foothold. Um, what are you listening to? Yeah, the music. music, things like that. Just really be conscious if you're giving a place to the devil. Mm -hmm. Let okay. What are we on? One, two, three. We're four, on five. Uh, number let, five. Let him who stole. Yeah, let him who stole steal no more. Ooh, this says Christians are not to steal, but are to work in order to give to the needy. A thief takes from others for his own benefit. Whereas a believer is to work doing something useful with his own hands for the purpose of sharing with those in need. Mm -hmm. This is true Christian charity. It says work has many benefits. It provides for a person's material needs. It gives him something useful to do, something that is beneficial to himself and others. And it enables him to help others materially. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, God's call on our life is to honor Him and to help people. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, that's our, our bottom line thing we well, should be doing. Think about well, the whole thing we're talking about is being soldiers in the army. Yeah. We all have, there's a, being a soldier is helping people around you. Right. The whole point of people being a soldier is to help their country, to stand up for rights, uh -huh. to make things better. Um, so, I mean, why are we a soldier for Christ right. in God's army? Mm -hmm. I mean, we because we're fighting for truth. Yes. We're fighting for God's truth. Yes. Right. Okay, next one. Uh, number six, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth. Oh, wow. Isn't it interesting how, like, some most of these are about our spirit? our speech and yeah. like our talking like speak truth was number two uh -huh. put away lying uh -huh. has to do with our voice and now no corrupt communication proceed out yeah. of your mouth i think he's trying to really <laughs> well because well, the you know, word says that um our words are powerful words are powerful and what does it say about our tongue yes uh sure. i'm looking for that scripture i just read it i just had day. it in my head and then it went out I just read that. It's like a burning ember, I think. Um, don't let any... Well, let me... While you're looking at yes. that, let me read this. It says, Believers are not to speak unwholesome, which that means rotten words, but helpful, good and beneficial words for the purpose of edification. Good words benefit the hearers one's words are to be true and pure and also are to contribute benefiting benefiting others besides one's conscience the holy spirit also helps guard a believer's speech the fact that the holy spirit may be grieved um, points to his personality hmm let me see. Do I want to say this? Let me just continue on. It just says, His seal of a believer remains until the day of redemption, the time that a believer receives his new body. So, 
Um, I'm not sure if these are the scriptures you're looking for, but this is a good one. Proverbs 18:21. The tongue has the power of life and death. Yeah. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Yeah. What was that scripture again? Proverbs 18:21. Yeah. Um, I know there's a ton more. Yes, there is. There's actually a lot. Psalms 34, 13 is keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Yeah, good one. Okay. Okay, so I just mentioned a little bit about grieving the Holy Spirit. So that's the next one. That's a big one. Grieve. Do not, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of yeah. God. Yeah. About grieving. If you go to the scriptures and you read in Ephesians 4, 25 through 32 it's going to tell you what grieving is which is our next bullet point oh these are how we can grieve the holy spirit okay which is let all bitterness wrath anger clamor evil speaking and malice be put away from you right so if you're doing any of those things you're grieving the holy spirit this says believers are to get rid of the six vices mm. of, here they are, bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, and malice. Several of these vices are also listed in Colossians 3.8. The positive commands are three. So what we have to do instead of this stuff bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and so mm -hmm. on. We have to be kind, we have to be compassionate, and we have to be forgiving. Mm, yeah. We talked about that already. Yeah. It says the reason for these positive commands is that in Christ, God is kind, compassionate, and gracious to believers. Which is all the, you know, some of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So if you're if you're grieving the Holy Spirit, then love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness. Yeah, the, you're not operating fruits, in those. Then the Holy Spirit is being quenched, quenched or grieved. Grieved because these other attributes and behaviors are coming out of us. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. My goodness. I know. It so, sounds so simple, but it's so hard. <laughs> I know, because you know what? The enemy likes to mess with us and tempt us and get us off track. And in that moment, we just got to stop and, you know, either ask the Holy Spirit to help us or... But this, this is why it's so important to have that deep, daily, intimate relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Because... You know, it's kind of like anything else, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. If you're, not, if you're not feeding and renewing your mind to put on the fruit of the Spirit, you're Every not going day. to. No. You're just, you're, your flesh is going to take over. It's, it's literally training. Mm -hmm. It's like a soldier. Yeah. Being in training. Right. To be ready for battle. Right. And to take care of these things before you can even put on your armor. Right. And I want to say something about the prerequisites here. Because I like what this what uh, this says. It says on top of 101, uh -huh. Naomi, we must not forget that a consecrated life, consecrated, mm. that means a sacred, set apart, dedicated to the service of worship of a deity, 
or for a spiritual or religious purpose consecrated mm. so a, a life in god uh, yeah. in god uh, life is a prerequisite to real spiritual warfare Mm-hmm. If these areas of our lives are left unattended, uncommitted, and unsurrendered, we have left gaping loopholes through which Satan is able to continue to exert his hellish schemes in our lives. Why would we want to do that? Mm-mm. I don't. No, no. So we got to have a consecrated life set apart for God. Right, absolutely. Okay, so moving on, now that we know the prerequisites, then we can go and put on the armor of God, which is Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, right? Mm-hmm. Gosh, there were so many things. Were we going to go over that, or was there other stuff earlier? This book is really good. <laughs> There's so much information in here. Well, didn't we want to say um, about the armor of God? I mean, besides those specific points in the armor of God, didn't we want to talk about putting on the whole armor of God and that God Himself is yeah. the source? That's yes, on 31. That's, that's yep. on 31. Mm-hmm. Um, It says that if we break fellowship with the Lord, Mm -hmm. we step away from our all-important power source. But as long as our fellowship with the Lord is unbroken, the power source for our spiritual weaponry also remains intact. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. It even says when a believer temporarily... Yeah, temporarily. You know, I hear a lot of clients say, you know, the season of my life, I was away from the Lord. Then Uh I got close to the Lord, and I was away from the Lord, got close to the Lord. It's like this cycle. This cycle, that's temporarily stepping away from your source. From God. Right. He has never left you. Right. You've left him. Right, right. So even if you temporarily cease to walk in fellowship with and in the power of God, he's... You're choosing to temporarily step away from your source. No power. You have no power. And um, that's like, what did you, you gave an example before we started this of having no power. It's like being in an army. Yeah, not having any weapon. Yeah. Like you don't you don't have a gun, a a arrow, a bow. A shield. A shield, nothing. Yeah. You're literally going, because the battle's still going on. Right. Like, the battle doesn't stop. And can you, like, get that visual in your head that you're in this army? Oh, my gosh. How scary. Right. Well, let's take this for example. You're in Ukraine. You don't have one weapon with you, and you're just running around Ukraine. Trying to hide. Trying to hide somewhere. You become someone that's hiding and in fear and... That's not what God wants no. with you. Mm-hmm. I want to read this because this was a good point on page 35 up at the, or no, 34 first. Yes. Where it says the armor of God is ours. Okay, listen, it's, it's ours. F- by virtue, 
of our relationship with God. What did you say virtue was? Um, I think it, I didn't write it down, but let me look that up real quick. And while you're looking at that, I'm going to read this. Your unbroken, ongoing fellowship with God is your absolute guarantee that you are constantly and habitually dressed in the whole armor of God. Mm. Yeah, virtue is like a behavior showing high moral standards. So it's an action. It's right. So by... It's ours by our behavior in showing in action our Towards relationship Christ. with God. Because, yeah. I mean, like, I think so many people think because God is all-powerful and he's this huge, majestic, awesome God, that, and he does have the power. He does have the power to do everything right on with, his own. With he doesn't really word need spoken. us. But but what is that? What kind of relationship is that then? Yeah, that's not a relationship. That's, that's not even a relationship. No. That's that's you know. And even if it's for our own good, that's not a relationship. Like we have, he desires. He doesn't need us. Let's get that right. Right. But he desires a relationship with us, for a us, mutual. Yes, for us to do our part yeah. in the relationship, so he can do his part. Like because think about it. Like any other relationship that you have. Let's just take us as friends. Like you have your part of our friendship, I have my part, and it brings us together so we can do things like this, podcasts, or we could counsel together. Or, you so know. that takes trust. Yes. It takes integrity. Commitment. Saying you're going to do what you're going to say. It yeah. takes time. Time. Um, it takes dedication. Commitment. You know, commitment. Yeah. Um, all those things. And God expects that from us when we want to have an, a relationship with him he's expecting Absolutely. he's going to do that he's going to do all his part and then some uh-huh but we have a part in that too we need to start taking that serious very serious now we have um a couple minutes left naomi so what else did we want to go over with the armor of god um I mean, we all know those specific yeah, things. Yeah, we did, we did um, a podcast going over the armor of God. I, what I those are. Yes, and what, what those are and how it's a, you know, a helmet of salvation, a shield of faith, you know, shoes of peace. and Belt of truth, uh -huh, breastplate, breastplate of righteousness. Mm -hmm, sword of the spirit. Right. Um, but I, I think this was really good to hone in on why people might be struggling putting on that armor is they may be having that list that we went through. The some prerequisites. Things, yeah. They're missing it. That need to be cleaned out in yeah. a sense before you put your your armor on. Because think the armor is like a clothing. It's a covering over. Your armor is a mm -hmm. covering. To protect you. Yes. It's a covering. And you can't cover a wound and not in the and you're still going to feel the wound. This, the yeah. wound is underneath and it's still yeah. going to affect you. Yeah. And it's not going to let you be Whole. a strong soldier. You're going to have a something in you that is could be, you know, it's disguised now. Basically, yeah. the wound is now disguised. You put a bandaid on it. Yeah, and so you need to clean that up before you can put on the armor and be a real strong soldier for Christ. For Christ. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this yeah. was so good. Yeah. So uh, next time, maybe we'll just surprise them. And yeah. We'll uh, maybe come back to whatever the Lord has for us with spiritual warfare. Yeah, for sure. All righty. All right, well, see you later. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Okay, Bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.